Welcome to Clear the Clutter. My name is Margaret, and this podcast is where I give you practical and spiritual advice to get your time back so you can finally spend it how you really want. Hello, welcome to today's episode. So today's episode number 61. Um, I do have to say I am starting to vibe with the whole bigger episode numbers like they're just making me really excited. <laughs> Today, episode number 61 is how our actions and belief systems influence others. So I have spent the last 50-something episodes talking about our own actions and our own responsibilities and how to be responsible for ourselves and clean up our own side of the street. Um, And I was thinking about that the other day, as of course I was driving, and thank God for a voice memo. So I was able to send myself a voice memo so I didn't lose the thought process. But I was thinking about all of the things that I have done to affect myself, right? I've worked on my energetic minimums and maximums. I've worked on my money mindset. I have worked on my belief sell, my belief system around selling and how it's of service and how it's not a horrible thing. I've worked on making myself a better person for my own benefit in all of these areas, right? Like it wasn't to impress someone. Yes, you know, were there times where I did it so that I could get a job or do this or do that? Of course. But at the same time, I always recognize that by educating myself by investing in myself that I could take me wherever I went like it wasn't like the skills that I learned or the tools that I learned would stay at the job would stay at the place would stay with a friend would stay at the company would stay with the course no they would become a part of me so with all of that floating around in my head I was thinking I was like huh um because I was actually talking with one of my girlfriends and I was like, you know what? I wonder all of the things that I've done to change myself. I wonder how that affects other people. Um, and we were talking about something completely unrelated about how we were doing X, Y, and Z and how um, we're like the leaders of our family and what we do. Eventually, other people in our family will start to mimic it. And then as they start to mimic it, when they you know run into a roadblock, they start to like ask you questions like, hey, how did you do that again? Um And I was thinking about all of that and I was like, oh, it's because our belief system is so strong that people naturally will gravitate towards it. And I'm like, wait, nope, that's not it. So I, you know, did a little more thinking on it. And what I recognized was that in any version of relationship, it can be a relationship with your customer. It could be a relationship with your spouse, with your child, with your parents, with your family, with your friends. In any one relationship, when you are focusing on something in particular, one of you is going to be stronger than the other in conviction and in, let's say, emotion, right? So I'll give you a clean example. My dad, for a very big part of my life, was my money guru before I found Amanda Francis, because we all know how much I love Amanda Francis, right? Like, I, I... do not like to talk about how many courses I have bought from Amanda Francis, although I do deeply love every single one of her work because then I start to add up the dollar amounts and then I kind (laughs) of have a moment and I'm like, oh, okay. But that's a side tangent. So my dad for years and years and years was my money guru. And even to this day, if I have something where I'm overcomplicating a system when it comes to money, um, I normally will go to him. Amanda, I go to for all the energetics, right? Where I'm holding myself back and all that. But like my dad is a very good money guru. Um, I don't know if I've told this story before, but I think it was like nine or 10. I might have. 
I was like nine or 10. And one of my first memories I have in regards to money was my dad gave me a list. Um, and he's like, okay, you know, I want you to understand where money comes from, how much things cost so you can appreciate it. So I'm going to give you a list of all of the household expenses and I want you to put a dollar amount next to them. So he, you know, wrote down the electric bill, the mortgage, the water, the food, the blah, da, 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 right? And so, you know, he kind of was working with me on some of the categories and then I was able to come up with some of the categories. So it was a fun activity that the two of us did. And I remember writing down these numbers and he didn't give me any insight. He didn't tell me how much he made. He didn't tell me how much my mom made. He didn't give me a parameter as to how much things cost. And, you know, I went and I filled out the little sheet that my dad had given me on a piece of paper, you know, because again, this is a hot minute ago, let's put it that way. Um, so this was pre-tablets and iPhones and cell phones. Um, God, this was like early internet. Okay, anywho, I'm dating myself. Anyway, so I'm writing this down on a piece of paper and my dad looked at it and, the, and I'll always remember this. And it was like from a very good place. But like the first thing he did is he just started dying laughing. Like he just started a bust a gut laughing. He was laughing so hard that he almost started crying. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? And he's like, oh no, our bills are not that cheap. And then next to it, he wrote the call, you know, in the columns, you know, what the actual bill for this would be and what the bill for that would be. And because it was such a fun and positive experience, like it never, like there was no money shame. There was no trauma or anything like that. It was just such a fun experience. I love talking about it. Um, because it's one of the things that like one day when Ben and I have kids, I look forward to having those fun moments where I get to like, kind of, you know, reality check my own kids and be like, Oh, that's adorable. You think that this is what it's like? Okay. But in a, a positive way, so, you know, builds this lasting memory. But anywho, the point of that story is for a very long time, my dad clearly knew a lot more about money than I did. He knew about credit. He knew about taxes. He knew, um, about, you know, getting mortgages. He knew about, oh my God, did he know about insurance? So as there were milestones in my life before I got married, and even when Ben and I got married, we were like super young, right? My dad was always a very good resource for me. So in that part of our relationship, my dad was the stronger part of the mentality, right? He had the stronger belief, um, he had the stronger actions. And so therefore he influenced me very deeply. It's been a very fun and very cool transition as I've been in my thirties to see my dad now start coming to me for advice when it comes to money. And it's not because I'm doing anything magical or different, but there are different areas. Like when I talk about money mindset or sabotaging ourselves or, um, you know, stop being cheap or things like that. When I talk about all of those things, my conviction now in this money conversation is so much stronger. My belief system, my actions are so much stronger than his that I am now getting to influence this conversation that we're having in regards to money. So my whole point of that story is that in every interaction that we're doing, um, we are influenced, we are either being influenced or we are influencing someone else. And you know, you might think about that. You might be like, oh my God, that sounds exhausting. I don't mean it to be in an exhausting way. I mean it to be in a fun, exploratory way. If you are doing all of the things, right? If you are listening to this podcast, if you're doing the journal prompts, if you are doing your part, which I've always stressed and emphasized and, you know, encouraged, if you are doing your part to better yourself, one of the things we need to be conscious of is the inputs of the environments around us. And 
if we are not conscious of that, and you know, I don't expect you to be conscious of every single input in perpetuity because that that would be exhausting. But what I want you to start recognizing is the areas where you have the most frustration, the area that you have the most clutter in, the area that you have the most stress or the anxiety or whatever. I want you to start paying attention. Are you the influencer or are you being influenced? And if you are being influenced, okay, fine, no judgment. You know, we are all influenced. Why are you being influenced? Is it because your convictions aren't as strong? Is it because you've got a bad story that you're telling yourself? Is it because of X, Y, and Z reason? But they want you to start paying attention to being influenced. Because if you can identify an area where you are being influenced, then again, you've got half the scenario done. I'm, I'm excited. I'm starting to fidget in the chair. So, you know, you know that, you know, shit's going down and we're getting real, right? But if you can identify where you're being influenced, then half of your problem is already solved. You can recognize, oh my God, I'm being influenced in this area because I don't have a strong enough belief system or I don't think I'm worthy. Oh my God, everything. I hate saying this because it oversimplifies it, but I would say there's a kernel of truth to everything that we do in regards to all the things that we feel we need to overcome as a acceptance of worthiness. We don't feel worthy to do blah. So again, that'll be a different podcast, but you know, do you not feel worthy? Do you not understand? Do you not like the results you're getting? So you're just going to mimic someone else. Do you think it's hard? So I want to give you an example. So I gave you an example of how, you know, relationships can influence each other with, you know, how my dad influenced my money mindset when I was a kid and then how I, you know, am now starting to influence him and how it, that's been a very fun and healthy relationship. I'll give you an example of how in, being influenced cannot be healthy. So at the current company I work for, um, most of you already know I'm a parts manager at a power sports dealership and I deeply love it. And there's so many lessons that I learned from it that like I'm still... I always say this, I'm still not ready to completely shift away from working there because I still feel like there's a couple of lessons I need to learn before like I walk away from that company and that opportunity. But where I have been influenced in a negative manner is in the, it sounds so simple, but it's not simple. There's a bigger picture to it is lunches. So it's a, it's a very bad company culture where the place I work at is really laissez-faire or really just crappy about taking lunches. And you might be thinking, oh, well, that's dumb. Like, why does it matter if you're taking lunches? Well, here's why. I've been very open, well, kind of open. I've been more open than I was expecting about our fertility journey and how Ben and I have been trying to have kids and how that made me do some introspective things. And obviously now we've been taking um, sex steps to make ourselves healthier and reduce our stress levels and all of that. And part of that journey is freaking eating. So like today was a perfect example. It's such a bad culture. It's still where I am being influenced, but again, I'm recognizing it and I'm taking my own action steps. So today we had a consultant on site. Um, he was there for the last two days and he um, had a meeting with us. And we, mind you, we knew about the meeting coming up. There was a meeting at one o'clock, right? And it was a two hour, two and a half hour meeting. So I knew that at one o'clock I had a meeting. I knew that my guys at the counter needed to also eat as well. So what did I do? I did not pack a lunch. I did not door dash anything. I did not 
I don't know, smuggle in an apple, make myself a protein shake. I did nothing knowing that this meeting is coming a day or so ahead of time. I did nothing to prepare myself to have some availability for lunch. I'm like, oh, well, I'll just go ahead and go out and I'll grab something really quickly, right? Not that big of a deal. Well, you know, push comes to shove today. And instead of me going at maybe an earlier lunch or again, door dashing because door dashing now is cool in Okeechobee, thank freaking God. Or, you know, any of the resources I had asked, I had options to or access to, paying one of my coworkers, hey, where are you going? Can you grab me lunch too? All of these options I had, I just ended up sending one of my coworkers or one of my guys to lunch. Um, I cared more about sending him to lunch so that he can eat. And then I could sit there and almost be a martyr in a sense of, well, my guy needs to go to lunch and come back and then I'll, I'll figure out food later. And so, this martyr complex has been part of the company culture in regards to like other things too, but more so food and why food matters to me right now. So, so vividly is I have recognized, I have a very unhealthy relationship with food. I have let so many other either people or scenarios or companies influence my relationship with food. And there was a time in my early-ish 20s when I was working in healthcare before I even got into IT that I felt like I had actually gotten back on a good standing and I had a really healthy relationship with food and my weight wasn't all over the place I wasn't having all these weird health issues um you know my body just functioned really really well and one of the things I used to do back then um because I was just a regular employee actually that shouldn't even matter so one of the things I used to do back then was I had figured out a couple of pretty simple, but what I felt were extremely tasty and extremely filling um, keto paleo style meals. Because I've noticed that if I eat a lot of um, carbs during the day, well, I'm talking bread or pasta, right? I'm not talking veggies. But if I eat a lot of bread or pasta during the day, it takes so long for me to digest it that I'm just not not running right and part of you know my own health issues is like I just have a very slow digestive system it takes me forever to digest something um so where I should be leaning more on the fruits or the vegetables or you know uh, you know things that keep me full longer I don't yada 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 anywho so this whole what I recognize especially today it kind of hit me again home today um, was that I had this horrible relationship with food, right? So I'm already putting myself in a position to be influenced by others. Um, I let my jobs influence how I eat. I let my um, environments influence how I eat. I don't have an energetic minimum or any type of standard as to I'm going to eat lunch every day. Like I, you know, I always go back to, I know I have a minimum on something or I have a standard on something if I have the phrase of I can't even imagine. So one of the phrases would be I can't even imagine not being married. Like literally from the time I was like 12, I literally could not imagine not being married. And, you know, it took a long time. It felt like it took a long time for Ben to come into my life. And I, you know, I tried taking him to the altar much faster than he was ready. But like it was so ingrained in who I am. So another one is I can't imagine not being a mom. So even though we don't have biological children right now, I still have my fur babies. I'm recording right now. Holly's sleeping on the floor next to me. Demon's sleeping under my feet. And Kinko's sleeping in a uh, cut-up shoebox on the desk. So, like, my ba- 
there's one of my babies. My babies are with me. I literally have had some type of animal that I've been responsible for since I was like 10 or 11. Um, probably even younger than that, but like the ones that, no, I got Angel at 12. So Angel was truly mine at 12. But like, I've been a mom for years now. I can't even imagine a reality where I am not a mom. So where I have these super strong convictions and I know what that feels like, I know what that looks like, I know what it sounds like, I know what my energy is like, I know how I react. I could see where I'm equally not as strong when it comes to food and taking care of my health. So yes, I do take my vitamins. Um, I've been taking a high quality supplement um, called USANA literally for like eight years now. Um, I've been, so I, there are some areas in my life where I kind of start to take care of my health. But when it comes to food, I have a very unhealthy relationship where I am influenced by others on food. And that was another, like I said, another thing that came apparent today when I played the martyr and I led into the company culture and I didn't stop. I didn't take a lunch. I didn't prepare a lunch. I didn't do anything. Like I could have been sitting in that meeting, sipping on a protein shake. Like there would have been nothing wrong with that. No one would have said anything, but yet I didn't even take care of myself. So when I'm talking about how we're being influenced by others, I want you to kind of pick one little thing and I want you to pay attention to where are you being influenced? How are you being influenced? And again, I go back to, this is an area, this is an area that is bothering me. It goes back to trying to make my body very, very healthy so that I, when we do, you know, hopefully conceive a child that I'm in a very good health position. I put my future child in a good health position. Um, you know, and then there's just the factor of like, I want to look cute. I want to feel good. I want to sleep good. I, you know, there's all these, you know, benefits obviously. And that all for me anyway, ties into food. So where I'm being influenced by other people is on this. And then it's one of those things you have to start paying attention or you should, I should say, you should start paying attention to, okay, I'm clearly being influenced. I clearly have strong convictions in one er other areas of my life, money, mentality, saying no to other things, defending my babies, you know, like there's clearly other areas I'm super strong at, but I have a weakness around my mentality with food. Okay. So this is where you start looking at how are other people influencing you? So I've let my job influence me. And again, there's very simple things I could have done for the last couple of years. I could have, if like things were crazy and I couldn't step away for a traditional 30 minutes, that doesn't mean I had to not eat. Like I could have had an apple. I could have had a protein shake. I could have done this. I could have done a meal replacement bar. I could have done that. I could have taken five minutes or I could have eaten in whatever. It's like there's all these things I could have done versus again, playing the martyr. And I keep saying playing the martyr because I feel like sometimes depending on the area you're being influenced, sometimes you will play the martyr. And I don't want you to think like, oh, well, if I'm playing the martyr, then I'm either equally bad or uh, there's something extra wrong with me or any of these other things that could possibly come up. No, playing the martyr just means that you are trying to fit in, unfortunately, with whatever the environment is and that you just are mimicking what other people are doing, you know, because again, no one intentional, unless you're like legitimately like a crazy person. And I'm not talking like haha crazy. I'm talking like, you know, like slasher mover movie crazy. Unless you're legit a crazy person, no one chooses to play the martyr. It's getting you a result 
And you've just learned that habit over time. So where people play martyrs in regards to gossip or people play martyrs in regards to their health or people, you know, like I was playing a martyr in regards to not eating lunch. You know, I got to brag, which again, this is another unhealthy habit where I was influenced from other people. I got to brag, well, I didn't take a lunch today. I made sure my guys ate though. Like, how is that something to brag about? That is like the dumbest shit ever. Like saying it out loud, I'm like, wow, that is super fucking dumb. Why is it okay that other people get to eat, but I didn't get to eat? That means I'm just a really shitty planner when it comes to food. So I want you to start paying attention to what are these areas that you're, whether it's consciously or unconsciously absorbing. And if that's the case, you know, I'm picking food as an example, right? Because it could be money for you. It could be gossip. It could be social media. It could be how people treat you. It could be self-confidence. There's all these other things that it could be, but I'm trying to think of the cleanest example that you can follow along with. So if I am being influenced by others and I'm playing the martyr when it comes to eating lunches and taking my little break during the day, like it shouldn't be a thing. It should just be a normal thing. There shouldn't be any emotion or drama around it. If that is what I'm doing, if that is the martyr I'm becoming, well, I'm recognizing again, that is a problem and I don't want it to be something that is part of me. I don't want it to stick around any longer than it stuck around. I want to go back to having a healthy relationship with X. I want to have a healthy relationship again with food. So this is where you start to stop and identify, okay, Clearly, my problem is I like to be a martyr when it comes to food. Why is that, you know? And obviously, there's going to be journal prompts and all that jazz. Um, I'm playing with something a little different in the journal prompts. So I'll still go over the journal prompts, but the whole deep dive on the journal prompts are going to be over at the Etsy uh, link so you guys can buy them. Again, they're 99 cents. I'm not intentionally trying to price anyone out of having journal prompts. You still get the audio. You still can do it. But I'm, I'm giving you a little bit of a richer experience in the journal prompts through the Etsy store. So then that way I can kind of stay focused on the audio. Um, and it just feels a little bit better energetically. But, you know, I want you to stop and focus. And I want you to go, why? Why am I being the martyr? Well, you know, I'm being the martyr because everyone else is. And if that's the honest truth, then that's, again, that's something super easy to fix. So for me, using that food example, using the lunch example, to be very clear, I'm being the martyr because everyone else is. Because it's so much easier to fit in and be the martyr and have a screwed up uh, meal schedule. And then because of the resulting from that, now I have something where I can fit in because that is part of the company culture. Then, okay, well then if that's the, one of the bigger things, then okay, I have to be okay with going against company culture on something that isn't healthy, on something that isn't right, on something that I no longer want to participate in. And again, it could be anything for you. So let's say it's a money mindset thing because we talk about money and mindsets all the time. You know, if there is a belief pattern or a habit that other people are doing around you when it comes to money and you're like, ah, that just feels icky. I don't want to do that anymore. Then do the same thing of what I'm doing with food. Stop and recognize, hey, I have a weakness in this area. This is a muscle I need to build. I need to recognize why I'm doing it. Oh, I'm doing it because I want to fit in. Okay, cool. I am now comfortable. You need to tell yourself this, right? I am now comfortable not fitting in. I am now comfortable, in my example, taking a lunch every single day. I am now comfortable knowing and thinking ahead of time. And if I can't leave, I'm going to pack a lunch. I am um, comfortable making sure I have a blendy bottle with um, 
some you know meal replacement shakes always at my desk so if something happens i have a fail safe i am comfortable with ordering doordash or asking one of my co-workers when they go out to buy something for me as well i am always comfortable making sure i can eat you know and again i'm using food as my example so you have something clear tangible to work off of but i want you to start thinking about that as well and one of the other things i want you to start focusing on is it's going to be a little uncomfortable. It's going to be a little weird, but that is okay. So the reason why you're being influenced again in that area is because you just don't have a strong enough muscle in that area. And, you know, part of it too is I always try to look at everything I'm learning. I don't try and demonize any of it. So I'm just trying to be conscious that, okay, it's time for me to learn something. And I'm not necessarily saying that I'm a fan of this whole, oh, you know, this all has to happen for a reason. I think that there is a lot of unnecessary struggling. And I think, especially if you're living in America, there's a lot of culture that's ingrained in, if you don't struggle, it's not worth it. If it's not hard, it's not worth it. If it's easy, it's bad. If it's easy, it's uh, should be looked at as, you know, not reliable if it's blah, 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 you know, so there's all these hangups of unnecessary struggle. So I don't want you to think that, oh, well, I had to learn this lesson, not necessarily. And if you did have to learn that lesson, you don't always have to learn it in a painful manner. So, you know, one of my favorite phrases is, you know, what I don't know, I hire someone to teach me. The reason why I always say that over and over again and why I have a cup around it and why I love it and why it's like one of my most favorite phrases ever is because I don't believe that every single lesson I have to learn has to be painful. So wherever you are being influenced and you are not the influencer, but you are being influenced, whatever that is, whatever the lesson is, that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be painful. That just means for me, for example, right? That just means going forward, I need to be comfortable in any environment taking care of myself and if I need to modify that that that's okay I am willing to modify I'm willing to change I'm not rigid in any capacity but I always will make it a standard that I take care of myself and like I said if that means again using food as the example if that means I need to do protein shakes whatever I'll do some protein shakes who you know who it's it, it does not matter you know that goes back to being flexible it goes back to making the lesson not so painful. And then in the process, you're not punishing yourself because out of all of this, I don't want you, if you are being influenced, I don't want you to be influenced and, you know, demonize it when you recognize it and then make this whole big thing when it doesn't need to be a whole big thing. Because the end result of all of this is you clean up whatever it is on your side of the street. So for me, it's food and it's eating lunches, right? For you, it might be something different, but whatever it is, I want you to have the conscious path to think that, okay, well, I'm going to clean this up. I'm going to use this as a teachable moment, as my dad loves to say. Um, I'm going to learn my lessons, and then I'm going to go ahead and be a shining example for someone else. So where all of this has value, everything, everything that you're doing has value. All the lessons, the good and the bad that you are going through have value. They only have value if you can teach them and teaching them might mean sitting on a podcast with your cat, staring out the door, trying to be like, mommy, are you done yet? I want to go outside and play in the living room or with dad or whatever. Right? So sometimes that might mean sitting on a podcast, 
getting out of your own way and sharing the lessons when they're uncomfortable with people that you'll never most likely get to meet. Sometimes that means taking someone under your wing. Sometimes that means you're just such a strong, clear example, but your actions speak loud enough and you don't necessarily need to be verbalizing every single thing. Like there are areas that um, I am. Okay, so here's a here's an example of that, right? I am so clear on my conviction to use my spreadsheet and processes that Every time we switch computers, every time the internet goes down, or any time a password changes at the dealership, I have everyone and their brother running to me and be like, Maggie, the spreadsheet's down, or Maggie, the blah, 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 blah. Maggie, I can't grab your list. And so I've become known, my conviction, my actions, my everything is so strong that everyone knows Maggie and the spreadsheets. I'm literally synonymous with Maggie and spreadsheets or Maggie and Google Docs. So I want that to be, I guess, your your goal, right? That whatever you would decide to focus on, whatever you decide to change, that your actions and your follow through speak so clearly that it literally does the work for you. Now, if you choose to take that lesson that you've learned and share it with someone else, whether it's through a podcast or a friend or through any other medium, that's phenomenal. But you have to get there first. You have to take the steps first. You have to recognize where you're being influenced, why you don't like it, and what are you going to do to change it, right? So... The action, the action should be fun. The action needs to be um, not painful. I, I keep going back to, and I've said that a couple times on this podcast, it is very, depending on, especially depending on where you live, right? If you are in any type of Western culture, if you're influenced or, you know, you come from a Western background, say you're living overseas, I see you, my overseas people. But like, if you have any type of Western-ish influence, it's very, very, very easy to go down the slippery slope and become the quote-unquote martyr, become the, the person that like has to struggle to learn. And I do not want that in any part of this lesson. So whatever your lesson is that you are here to learn, whatever lesson that, you know, as I've been talking, popped up in your brain and you're like, oh yeah, this is like blah, 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 blah. Whatever it is, just embrace it and say, okay, you've got my attention. And now I'm willing to change it. And then focus, like I said, focus on getting to that I can't even imagine stage. Stage. So I would, I would love, and I can't wait until I get to the stage of I can't even imagine not eating lunch every single day. Like the world would have to end. Like I would have to have, you know, slept for 24 hours. I just, I literally, I can't even imagine. What do you mean I didn't stop and eat lunch? What do you mean I didn't fuel my body? What do you mean I didn't take care of myself? Are you talking about me? Are you sure you're talking about me? Because that is physically impossible. I must have been in a coma. And even then I'd be on a feeding tube. So like, of course I still ate. Like that is the level of conviction that I want you to get. Almost to the point where it's just so unimaginable that you you just can't fathom it, right? It's the same conviction level I have with being a mom. It's the same conviction level I have of being married and being a, a great wife to an amazing husband that treats me wonderfully. Like it's the same conviction I have to becoming a multimillionaire one day. It's the same conviction I have to, you know, what do you mean it's Thursday and a podcast didn't come out? What do you like how how is that even possible? So it's the same level of conviction and all of that. We just have to take what we're really good at and we have to apply it to the areas we're weak. Because I always go back to there's always something you're doing good. I don't care how screwed up your life is. Like your life could be falling the freak apart, right? 
And there is still something that you do really, really, really freaking well. So why don't we take those skills and we build off of it versus, you know, throwing your hands up in the air and saying, I do everything horribly. That's not true. That's just fear talking. That's just your ego being stressed out. So whatever it is you're doing bad, let's get back to, you know, that I can't even imagine stage so that you can influence other people. And I know I've circled around influencing other people a lot in this episode, but here's where I get, here's why, right? So there has been times that either I have mentored someone or Ben has mentored someone and we've mentored them because we were such a bright, clear example of what they wanted to achieve that someone was willing to ask the uncomfortable questions to say like, Hey, can you help me with blank? And the mentorship is amazing and it's lovely But sometimes it's, you know, sometimes it's that silent action, you know, sometimes it's, you know, you do something so well, like I can think of so many different people that I work with that do, they do that one thing really, really well. And they're so good at doing it that they're not even conscious of it. I'm conscious of them doing it because I'm like, dang, that is some boundaries right there. But like, you never know who you're influencing everything that we do, every interaction we have. And again, I mean, I don't mean this in a pressury manner. I just mean this for you to be conscious, right? Everything we do, every interaction we have, whether it's in person, on the phone, online, doesn't matter, right? Every interaction we're having, we're, we're either being influenced or we're influencing someone else. So why can't we, you know, and this is where the eco hippie in me comes out. Why can't we leave the world a better place? Why can't I teach my people that no matter what happens, you still can value yourself. You can still stop and eat. You can still do this. You can still do that. Yes, we can pivot. Yes, we can blah, 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 blah. But I still expect you to take care of yourself because if you don't take care of yourself, well, then how are you supposed to take care of your customers? No one likes a hangry parts manager, but like it's, it's that, that bigger eco hippie of if we can love ourselves more deeply, then how we treat other people will be with a kinder, gentler tone. We will be more forgiving. We will be more gracious, not to excuse people, but because we're not coming at people from a place of anger. So everyone, I'm pretty sure, but everyone knows like the Snickers commercial, right? Of like, oh, they just need a Snickers and then they turn back into themselves. Well, it's like permanently giving yourself Snickers so that you never get to the hangry part. Like just love yourself a little bit more. And, you know, I, I think let's wrap this one up with the fact that no matter what you are working, so whatever issue you're struggling with, whatever thing you're struggling with, it doesn't matter. You know, if you want to reach out and tell me, you're more than welcome to. I would be honored to share whatever you're going through with you and, you know, give you whatever I can, you know, support, advice, or just an ear. But just know that you are worthy and there's no need to sabotage at all. Okay. I think, I think let's leave it there. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. And with that being said, I am deeply grateful that again, you listen to the podcast because I pour my heart and soul into this. I pour my heart and soul into the journal prompts. Um, don't forget to check them out. And depending on when you're listening to this, um, the new website is up and running and it is live. And I'm hoping that you guys enjoy it and gals enjoy it because there was a lot of work put on to have this new website. And of course there might be a bug or two, but you know, I really wanted to create a better, cleaner experience so that when you guys are consuming the content, when you're trying to look back for the archives, you can go ahead and do it in a much cleaner manner. Um, I know my old website was kind of clunky and it was time for a refresh and I'm very grateful 
that I had the resources to get it refreshed. Um, and one of my new favorite things, I think I talked about this in the last episode, but one of my new favorite things is the, uh, it's margaretstevens.co slash podcast. It is the archive of every single one of my episodes all in one spot. All you have to do is click the link. I made sure right before I got down or sat down to record the episode that all the links are good. They all redirect where they're supposed to. So if you want to go and, you know, listen to one of my old energetic minimum and maximum episodes, if you want to listen to the episode about, you know, um, how outsourcing makes you more money. If you want to learn more about money mentality, if you want to learn about any one of these topics I've mentioned, uh, outsourcing, all those things, right? If you want to learn about any one of those, go to the podcast page on the website and then you can just scroll and you can click and it'll take you to the show notes. It'll take you, if there's any links or books I recommend, it'll take you right there. It'll let you listen to the episode. Um, so I think that that's going to be a cleaner experience for all of us, um, versus trying to like search for something because searching is no one's friend, right? You know, I might have worded something differently and it might not come up. So this is just clean. It's simple. Um, it's meant to help you again, be a resource so that I could be known as the girl that has the most awesomest resources page ever and like the best podcast ever. So <laughs> with that being said, have a wonderful day. Um, you know, you are worthy, whatever it is you're going through, it's okay. You can go from being the influencee to the influencer. And I look forward to talking to you, talking to you on the next episode. Bye. Have a burning question for me? Want that link I was talking about? Get access to all the resources and links that were mentioned in this episode and others over at margaretstevens.co. And if you haven't, don't forget to sign up for my VIP list where I share special bonuses, pre-launch coupon codes, and advice I don't share anywhere else. Thanks for listening.